0: welcome to the sovereign woman podcast my name is kalika sharma i am the host of this podcast i am a women's sacred circle facilitator and transformational coach and i guide women into their sovereignty and i believe that all women have the capacity to own their inner voice to know themselves deeply and it's often Our life journeys that get us to a place of this deep knowing I'm very happy to share the interviews here on the podcast these I have done uh, with amazing women in India who I believe represent women's voices and truly care about women's upliftment and women's issues so I hope you enjoy them These are from a Feminine Sovereignty retreat that I had online during the pandemic. And I'm happy to share with you all these interviews. Enjoy.
1: Okay, so welcome to this interview on Feminine Sovereignty itself. Uh, and this is also part of the Feminine Sovereignty Online Retreat. Uh, in this interview, it's uh, the roles have switched. Uh, and I am being interviewed by Savita, uh, who has kindly accepted my invite to uh, do this session with me. And uh, Savita has actually been my mentor, business mentor at some point three years ago. And I'm, I'm really glad that she's agreed to um based on you know how we've been connected and our even our friendship over the years i really felt comfortable asking you to do this for me so thank you
2: thank you i'm looking forward to this interview thank you for having me do this for you um i really i'm very excited about this program like i shared so for everyone watching i actually want to take a moment to introduce kalika Kalika is a former former corporate uh, career woman. Now the founder of Heart of Twilight is a transformational coach and the and she's a facilitator of women's circles. She's also currently studying mastery of circle with Sistership Circle, which is an international body that trains and certifies women's circle facilitators. So Kalika is highly accomplished in. Um, Delivering circles, I've been a part of it myself, I've experienced it myself a number of times now. So, you're in good company. On that note, Kalika, I would love to dive in and start this interview with you. And my first question to you is What is feminine sovereignty?
1: Yeah, so so sovereignty is a word that I think I hope starts being used more and more. Mm. It means inner authority. If you look at the dictionary definition, it means having an inner authority, inner voice. And uh, I just, uh, it's really like based on my own journey uh, that I really felt that after, you know, having woman after woman in circle with me, the key, I think the root of the whole issue is that we're not really listening to that inner voice. And there's so much told to us about what it is to be a woman, how we should look, how we should dress, how women should be. There's so much messaging that's coming to us all the time, including what we learn from our mothers and our grandmothers, and all of these uh, conditioning that we've experienced as women. That uh, really, I feel there's there's a need. The need of the hour is to undo a lot of these things, and a lot of these things actually come in the way of uh, feminine leadership. Uh, so coming into your uh, own authority it can happen by mistake or it can happen on purpose and this whole program is about making it
2: happen on purpose lovely that's that's a very powerful word to use uh, and i think you've chosen well so what was the like what in your own life and in your own journey so far has led you to you know start this program because this you know they always say there's a why so what's your uh what's been your experience and what led you to start this
1: yeah so I think like it's just that like I can also go way back into my childhood about like my um my early childhood I was very sovereign person my anyway you know like I'm a boarding school kid actually and uh, I was without my family when I was very very young and I was very self-reliant and you know I was doing a lot of things and like as a very small child on my own no without my family and uh, a lot of uh, well many years later I mean now today I find myself like five years down the line of being divorced and I'm again uh, like quite by myself I live by myself etc. And I noticed that uh, I do that easily. And I know that it's not um, a lot of the times it seems like, you know, um, I am, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, people wonder how are you alone? And, right? you know, how can you do this alone and all? And I just realized that it, it, I, instead of looking at myself as someone who's just alone and all of that, it's, it is a strength actually. And a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, women who have uh, been in circle with me and all have asked me that, how are you doing this alone? How is it possible to do it alone? Because uh, on another extreme, you know, you, you can also be very codependent. Like you just, yeah. you can't do anything on your own at all. So I think it's important to strike that balance. You can't be either, uh, you, need, you need people, you need to depend on them and also not. But at the same time, uh, I think the whole uh, my process, my sovereignty—it just hurts me, you know, Savita. When I see uh, women who are not able to own their own inner voice and their own authority, that really hurts me. And and the other thing is that then they, they and younger women, you know, they they might think that okay, the next step is just get married. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, actually, yeah, I've been there. You know, I've been there thinking that. Uh, if I, if I don't know what to do next, like, just because everyone is saying that women should get married, I'll get married, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I'm one of those women who is like questioning all of this. I'm I'm really questioning it. And maybe sometimes I think the, the, the one who's questioning is in a sort of controversial position because you're questioning all of these things. Yeah. But I think I'm also in in a place where, you know, I can offer this medicine to others they set their lives up in a wrong way, for example, and if they need that transformation. They need to tap into their inner knowing, and it's okay if things crumble, and it's okay if they fall apart. But at least you are coming into your own and becoming your own person, and uh, you know that is what's driving you ahead, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter like who, whether whoever's in your life or not, but it's about and even through this program, it's about just becoming more and more aligned in who you are. Yeah. Like for me, like I never even like, you've seen me in the last three years, right? Like I knew that this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to do circles, but I never I never really uh, realized that like, this is me. It is not what I want to do. This is me. This is who I am, you know? Yeah. So now I don't feel that difference at all. And I feel that is something that, uh, it's a, it's special and it's a gift that you know I can give
2: others hmm. okay interesting yeah. um, so when you use the word um, sovereignty uh, and when we actually want to break this down for women right a lot of women may be like yeah you know all this sounds nice but really like what are the different parts that allow me to that that lead to a woman being sovereign what goes yeah,
1: yeah. So this is really like a very deep work, very intense work, and I think that even to take any of these steps, like there has to be a very high level of self-awareness to begin with, and uh, some amount of obviously some interest in personal growth, yeah. and a lot of trust that in the divine that you know even if things are, uh, because I, uh, like some of the conversations I've had, I've actually told women that look, it your life might not be the way it is right now, right? You might It might change through doing this work. Yeah. And uh, it is, uh, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That is very clear, as long as you trust and you make the efforts in the right direction. So to answer the question on the elements, it starts off with committing to that, like right? the self-commitment and reliance is really important because, you know, sometimes this work, because of its intensity, brings up things. Yeah. And if you're not held in some container, like uh, if any kind of support system, or it could be a women's group, or it could be a friend's group, it could be a family, whatever it is, uh, you can, uh, it can be very overwhelming. Uh, because some of it is going into your past uh, experiences, it can, you know, you might have a question certain things about yourself that you never questioned before. Mm. So, you know, uh, and uh, also like what I recommend in the program is that you you don't actually talk much to your uh, mother and father, You're, or you know, like very close to you, because uh, this is another thing. You know, a lot of women they they just in those conversations so much that they haven't had that private conversation with themselves like ever you know because everything has to be discussed with more and like i may have to pick up the call and you know start telling everyone so there has to be something which is yours right which is your own personal growth and which is you know it's about you so yeah so that's it starts with that to have that foundation to be ready for this work and then there is the original wounding which is like it sounds very dramatic wounding and all but it's it's still in India I think it's it's a little bit of a taboo because this motherhood fatherhood stuff is like uh it's um it's basically it's not about your mother and father but it is about the patterns that uh you as you were growing up with them and their voices you know it doesn't matter if they are even around your mother and your father it's like uh those voices are still in our head like say you're a perfectionist because of some things that were told to you in your early childhood. So you will, you're carrying that with you everywhere, right? So it's like, uh, it's called mother and father wound because it comes from, typically it comes from your parents, you know, it's that zero to seven age when you start forming your thoughts and your beliefs and all. So it's important to, you know, um, know like what's triggering you and go back into that to, to to let it go and then go ahead and so on. So that's also very deep work. And then there's the intuitive body, which is like um tapping into the body, your own body as a woman, and not uh, we're not really looking at it in a scientific way, like you know, how many calories of food have you eaten, or nothing like that. It's the intuitive body. So, like uh what what's what's or anyway guiding you, you know, it's like your body. At some point, anyway, starts screaming that you know, like stop eating sugar or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, and then you make some changes according to that. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, that intuitive body is about that and tapping into cycle your natural menstrual cycles and all. Which again, uh, there's a huge knowledge gap around like what women know. Uh, apart from the fact that oh my periods are big pain. It, it, apart from that, there is so much else. To that cycle and the power that you have as a woman for harnessing that cycle, is Mm -hmm. it's enormous. And so, uh, I really feel that something. It doesn't matter if you're post-menopausal also, because the cycle remains. If you're if you have a womb and all that, you are a woman, and so you can tap into that power as well. And also, then there is this balance of feminine and masculine energy, Mm. and that is exists in everyone, men and women and uh, savita i know you're someone who's very like tuned in with all these things yeah and um, but and on e- either extreme like i'll give you an example on on a highly feminine uh, uh, extreme you might find a, a woman who's like given too much very depleted yeah and uh, doesn't really have any structure in her life doesn't know how to structure things and uh, doesn't know, for example, how to pay bills, how to put a roof over your head, those are all the masculine things. Yeah. And those who are too much in the masculine are like, uh, there's so much in their masculine that they, they don't slow down, uh, they don't uh, you know uh, soften, they don't have a nurturing element. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, uh, it, and, and again, you know, there's no striving for balance here because that balance is a very perfectionistic thing, actually. So, we are at instead in this program, we're, we're looking at self acceptance. Like, well, this is where I am. I'm just accepting that I am here and I am very masculine and I haven't, haven't become soft and receptive yet, you know, because that's the power of being feminine is that you receive and you, receive, you can receive abundance from that, you know, and you, you can sometimes just block yourself out from receiving if yeah. you're too masculine. Uh, And then uh, finally is the leadership and visibility element, which is like, but for your sole purpose, which is again, a completely different way of looking at leadership and visibility, not in the way, again, like the way we were told to do, like how a woman should look, how a woman should be, how a woman should lead and all of, none of that. But like, and you see this a lot with, uh, with certain women leaders who just are, being in the being of who they are that's the way they lead and so it's like because they are a mentor they are mentoring it's not because they wanted to become a coach that they were mentoring yeah, yeah. you know so and and same thing with visibility and I and I actually uh, visibility uh, is I think one of my it's really one of my favorite all of them are my favorite but visibility is like such um uh it's such a good time I think to become visible as a woman yeah. In, in exactly who you are without conforming to what was told to us and you know uh, it's I really feel it's a time for a lot of rebellion to go on and for women to redefine who they really are uh, based on you know what's happening really inside them you know yeah. uh, and not the uh, and not whatever we were told so far so I think I think that's mm. the core of this program is that
2: Okay, interesting. I love the masculine energy and the feminine energy piece uh, because this is something that I relate to heavily. I used to be extremely in my masculine. Mm. Uh, I have learned to uh, bring myself to the center. And now I know when to use uh, my feminine energy. And actually I'm quite, I use my feminine energy a lot when it comes to making decisions. I use a bit of rationality, but I use intuition heavily. But I also use my masculine. So I've learned the balance. So this is my favorite topic. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, how everybody responds to all the uh, parts of sovereignty. I think uh, it's very well uh, thought out. And yeah, I think you touch upon, like it's it's very holistic, I thought, uh, the way you put Sort of question. like the
1: Ayurveda of uh, women's healing, right?
2: Yeah, sounds yes. like that. But um, as we speak about this, what I want to know is let's dive in a little deeper into each of the areas. So let's go into original wounding, right? Um, Just for people who are going to be watching just to break it down. Um, Yeah. So original
1: wounding, like I think some of them are a little bit new terminology, which is only like, um, it's, uh, and also it's like sometimes these uh, misunderstood terms. And so I think Maybe um, if you just read up a little bit about mother wound, like I did, a, I did a program with an uh, American woman called Bethany Webster, who, uh, you know, I did this like uh, almost five years ago now. Um, and I discovered that, you know, I was just repeating a cycle of behavior that I, w- I had inherited from my mother. Yeah. And I was so sure that I, it wasn't that, that's the weird thing you know so just when I started writing I think one of the first exercises we had was to write down your mother's beliefs hmm. about money about relationship about her body about career about you know all these things your mother's beliefs so you write all that down and then when you read it you're like wait a minute you know like yeah like I am in here a little bit as well and as much as I wanted to say that no 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 I've rebelled and I've I am my own woman and I I didn't follow any of that stuff you know I started realizing that oh yeah like I am actually some of these have become my beliefs by just by the fact that this person is uh, you know has been my my primary what is called a primary caretaker your mother's your primary caretaker so it was an exercise of really figuring out like, who am I? Like how much of this is mine and how much of it is not mine uh, and how much of it did I purposely rebel against? And uh, you know, sometimes you purposely rebel against uh, something that you got from your home and uh, it sabotages you. It actually has the opposite effect because you're like, oh, you know, they, like at home they always ask me to be punctual, for example. And now I'm like never going to be punctual anywhere because, you know, and then sometimes like a woman especially can sabotage herself and her career because she is just trying to not do those things that were told to her. So this exercise of original voting is it really brings to light uh, some things about like uh, from your mother's side, everything actually about what it means to be a woman and from your father, like uh, since a father's role is actually to challenge the child uh, like for a child you know the growth challenge and all of those things comes and accountability these are things you learn from uh, you know I mean not every father is so present to, to play that role but uh, that comes from that side and so how are you challenging yourself today how are you going and you know how are you being accountable and so on. So you're again able to see those from your original, uh, you know, upbringing and etc yeah, yeah. So those are some of the things. And also like uh, once you are, once you identify what is yours and what isn't, there is yeah. this inner child work that I think many of us have done, inner child work, where yeah. you actually start, taking that response like you know you 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 parent yourself basically yeah, yeah. so you become your own parent and uh, stop externalizing that and um, that is actually a, a so this program has a lot of tools around that like how do you do yeah. this work for, for all the pieces of it like you know um there is a takeaway on like so that you know you can just do this for the rest of your life you don't need to keep going to some coaching or something for that you have the tools to take it and then do the inner child work yourself and it keeps taking you to higher and higher levels because the more you build a trust with your own inner child the more uh, the inner adult can do bigger and bigger things you know
2: yeah yeah I can relate to this so much because yeah I've, I've done some parts of this work mm. uh, as part of coaching yeah relate to this so much there's like a lot of work right it's it's deep work yeah um moving on you're saying the first part that you're going to be doing is the original owning, and then after that uh let's talk about masculine feminine yeah yeah that's again like such a favorite uh
1: like favorite in the sense that every woman who i speak to and come and i'm sure even you some you come in contact with you instantly you can you can tell you know like really? so I'll, Yeah, yeah, like they are uh, either too much in their feminine or too much in their masculine or, you know, like, and then there are lots who are like, who are aware and, you know, they just, um, and I'll tell you, I think there's a glorification of uh, being in the masculine because it's just that patriarchy, right, like the, the masculine has been in power for a long time, so it looks like wow, that's that's powerful, like, I want that, you know, so, the feminine is, like, no, like, I'll have to start cooking and making rotis, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, so there is this, uh, there's this association with the masculine, I I told you, I've experienced it with some of the speakers who I reached out to, yeah. who are so in their masculine, that they felt that something like doing inner work or something is too feminine, or too, like, not, not, um, Thing. because
2: rationality sets in right so yeah
1: and the masculine is like a box it's like a structure you know and that is the way we do things <laughs> Well, feminine is very flowy and very like that kind of energy hmm. so um and you need both you really do need both you know and uh, like I, in the circle for example the circle is actually set in a structure there's a time and everything yeah but then what happens there is just the flow of energy you know so it is a, it's so that's an example of a, a combination of using masculine and feminine you know mm. so um, yeah but coming back to what i uh, sense is that there is still a glorification of the masculine yeah. and really successful and that is there's a there's a sort of a tipping going on you know there is a there's a term i don't know if you've heard this savita divine feminine the divine feminines rising yeah, so it, it just means that like, it means that uh, feminine qualities in both men and women mm-hmm. are starting to finally be appreciated by the world. It's not being shamed and all because you you now you see like a lot of men are like getting in tune with nature. They're starting to cook food at home. Like a lot of these like changes are happening, right? So it's, and women are also starting those who had not softened are starting to realize that the even softening has a lot of power in it uh, and like I said earlier you know the receptivity or that whole receptivity piece is part of the feminine it's like it's like the earth you know it's uh, it keeps flourishing and giving but uh, uh it it receives whatever it receives rain etc and then it, then it can give it's abundant it's uh, the whole abundance piece and you know people who try to manifest abundance and all uh, those that that whole energy is very very uh, feminine actually yeah. so and so yeah and then I think uh, like it, this came up in your interview there's this whole piece around boundaries as well that you know you can't be so receptive that you yeah. uh, just keep giving 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 and then you get completely de- depleted and you have nothing more to give so uh, yeah so you need to know where you are really with, with these things and I think it's really about being honest and calling yourself out.
2: Like,
1: yeah, I, I think I've noticed that, yeah, I'm too much in my masculine. How do I be more feminine? You know, like to be humble enough to say that.
2: Which is going to be hard. Uh, for yeah. People, but yeah, there can be a way that you kind of check in with yourself. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting uh, part of the Feminine Sovereignty, Sovereignty Programme. And so then uh, we move on to the intuitive body. I would love to know more as we dive deeper. Um, What is your take on this? Intuitive body. Yeah.
1: So this is again, like, uh, it's again all about the inside and not all this commercial stuff of like, you know, you should eat this or, you know, bag of chips looks good. And, you know, like the whole uh, marketing uh, of food the way mo- food has been marketed to us um, is um, is a great example of why you should not look at that and you should look at what's going on inside you know because that's how uh, processed food has been sold to us and it all looks good and glam and everything yeah. but uh, but who's listening to what's actually happening inside you you know hmm. so i think that's um, the intuitive body again, like there are there is this whole part around a natural cycles. Mm-hmm. And I think just being a woman, uh, the gift of the menstrual cycle is something that I almost feel proud that like I may be one of the first Indian women who's going to start talking about this because the menstrual cycle awareness is so important. You know, Savita, it is literally like, you know, something like wind energy or uh water, turbine energy, which mm-hmm. never got harnessed before. Nobody knew there was power in it. Yeah. you could get power from it. It's literally like that. That our menstrual cycle has so much power. And if you don't even know about it, you can't harness that power, you know? So it is like literally critical that women, especially leaders and all, they literally should start scheduling their lives according to their monthly cycle. They should start scheduling their meetings according to these things. They should start living according to their innards, in, yeah. according to their insights, you know, not by pushing themselves into these slots and dates and, you know, all of these kind of things, but really tapping in and tuning in. And also to nature, really, you know, because, you know, like we were talking earlier, because the world has become quite flat with yeah. the pandemic now. You can connect with anyone on the other side of the world and everything, right? So you're, you're up till two in the morning and three in the morning and you're looking at your device and all of that and not really tuned in with the natural rhythm of the day, yeah. A circadian rhythm, which is like when the sun rises and when the moon is out, it's a, it sounds so basic. I know it sounds very basic, but it's very unfortunate that like uh, many women uh, and maybe men also are very disconnected from these things which is naturally guiding you to, it's telling you to sleep on time. It's telling you the melatonin is being secreted at 8 p.m., you know, so stop, stop doing this. Like, you know, yeah. you need to just start listening to that. It's already there. It's yeah. already there. Especially if you're in an urban environment, you might see more cut off from it. Mm. But there's no, actually there's no excuse. Like if you look at, yesterday was a full moon, right? Yeah. So yeah, so it's like, these, this It's already guiding you. It's already out there. All you have to do is just tap into your body and you start noticing that there is a reflection there. Like yeah. Most women start getting their period on the new moon. It's very common. Many women get it on the full moon. That's also like you start noticing that it is a 28-day cycle is here and the 28-day cycle is there. It is, um, it's the same thing. Mm. So there's a lot to tap into. There's a lot to tap into. And uh, it's um, it's like a whole lot of untapped potential that
2: can come out, you know? Yeah. It's very interesting because yesterday, everyone was talking about the supermoon and the, <laughs> all of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be very, um, very powerful to harness, like you said, but also insightful because a lot of people you know you just studied you moved on you're going on with life and then these things are forgotten um so it would be very interesting i'm very interested so tell me we've spoken about all the great things about being your own authority are there any uh, cons or are there any repercussions of women being their own uh, sovereign being in their own sovereignty
1: yeah, yeah, of course there are. I mean, it's like, um, and it's really the disclaimer of the program that um, if you step into this, like things can change for you because, you know, it's an, ultimately it's an alignment exercise. It's becoming, coming into alignment with who you are. And so it's very obvious that, you know, if there are things in your life which are not aligned to you, right now you're not happy with this and that and that this may be some friend something yeah. right you know once you come into alignment it's very it's very uh, implied or understood that those things are not aligned to you are going to fall away yeah. and that can be a little scary because that means it's a change and that change is scary like a lot of uh uh, a lot of people get do get scared of change. But it's inevitable that um, if you are willing to step into something like this, that, uh, you know, um, the change will happen. But what I would say is that since I have myself been through such a journey, yeah. I would say that, you know, trust it. Trust whatever falls away is not meant for you. Mm. Trust what comes in again is meant for you. And, uh, and also trust that it's almost like a guide like you know there are many many coaches you know leaders gurus all of this who are sort of guiding and an awakening right like there's a collective awakening and everyone's guiding it in a different way that's what's actually happening and this is this program is also one such example it's a it's a like a, a guiding of your awakening but It will happen anyway. Even if you don't do this program, it's fine. You will, you will anyway experience it. So I think those who really are ready to trust, to put, I think trust is a very big one for this particular program because uh, I've noticed that, um, and women really struggle with this one, you know, Savita. They really struggle with just trust, trusting that whatever, even if something bad happened to me, even if I got COVID, whatever happened, it happened for i need to trust that it is happening for a reason mm-hmm. uh, and i need to trust that all the good and the bad and even when the things i really didn't want they still came to me that also happened for some reason mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah, it involves a first step which is like a constantly being in a state of um like you know i always say that two parts to it. one is you make your effort you have to make an effort, right? And at the other, on the other side is also trust. Yeah. Trust that I made my best effort and now uh, I trust that whatever's happening is is in my highest good.
2: you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a lot I'm going to think about. But here, <laughs> follow in coaching, right? We also say, um, as coaches, we tell people, trust the, trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. Follow the process and trust the process and you'll see results, right? But if you don't and you allow fear to seep in or you allow disbelief to seep in, then it is going to not go the way you imagined it to go, not manifest the way you want it to manifest. So, yeah. So how, how does the program, do you think, it's going to change the future for women in society as you go, um, like as more and more women experience this program?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh... I think, like I said, you know, it's. Um, I hope actually, it's my hope that a lot of the um, the facade of being a woman, the you know, there's, there is some amount of like how we should be and how things and and the pandemic has actually exposed a lot of things, you know, like domestic violence is uh, increased. A lot of stories you read right about things in the families that are. Uh, Either people are holding on to them for dear life or they're just letting go of them and, you know, all that. So I think it's really like aiding uh, aiding that um, coming into yourself kind of thing. And I really feel like um, I can see like o- often like if, you know, if a woman comes to the program, I can see that light at the end of the tunnel for you, you know. And then I, all I can do is like kind of guide you till that life, that kind of thing. Mm. But it is very freeing. On the other end, you know, it's very freeing because uh, you finally, like for example, with me, I can give you my own example of how it's like, I knew this is my sole purpose to facilitate circle. But I, for a long time, I wasn't really convinced. I was like, okay, like still the corporate job makes more sense than this. But now when, I, when I'm when i like, it's almost like I freed my soul to do what it always wanted to do, you know? So it's it's that freeing of your soul to, to do what it wants to do. And then it's not, it, and then ultimately you're not really going to be, uh, And it, it doesn't feel like a single day is like I'm doing anything. Yeah. Because you are just aligned with your soul completely. So it's, it sounds a little vague, maybe a little abstract, but uh, at the end of it, it's it's about soul alignment, and I'll give you an example actually of soul alignment. So, like today, I'm going to be posting this thing on Instagram. But uh, about like how my voice in like my soul has to speak the truth. That is the fact. Okay, about women and all. Now, if I if part of that means talking about something very uncomfortable like menstrual cycle, many women want to talk about this. Let's say, or they still have some shame around it and all. Mm. That is not my, um, it's not something I can afford to do in my role today. Mm-hmm. I cannot afford to be shy about it because this is my role now to do this. It's yeah. my sole purpose. So because, because it's my sole purpose, I will have to be in visible in probably in some controversial manner, talking about something bleeding and this and that, because... Uh, I'm here put on earth to do this work, you know. So I think that's basically where I want, I would love every woman's journey to reach them, that they're just here because of that is their purpose and nothing else really, uh, nothing comes in your way then, you know, because you're just living it every day. You're just being yourself and by being yourself, everything is happening for you. You know, you're generating an income, your community, etc, etc, is just following that, you know, so uh, I mean, it's honestly like you've come to circles, you've experienced it, but I feel that whole 12 weeks is it's, it's deliberately long because that itself is a commitment of um, seeing yourself through that journey, you know, it can't happen in, in a week, actually, it cannot happen in a week because there's so much to uncover and uh, so much depth to uncover, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, but at, on the other side, it's like, uh, yesterday I was talking to something, it's almost like a recalibration.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like an emptying out. Yeah. And so when you empty yourself out, uh, only what's in frequency with whatever is yeah. can, can be a match. Like, so yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, that, that risk of that cozy life or whoever you're keeping holding on to tight that some of those things might fall away and that is a risk but at least you'll be living your truth right so yeah, yeah. so it is it is the work of brave uh, women it's honestly it's the work of brave women
2: yeah whoever does this uh, i think it also i also agree with you that it takes time to uh, have that transformation can't happen in a couple of days it's like weight loss you won't lose weight in uh, a, a week so the same thing so what's the plan for
1: uh, the program launch? Yeah, so the launch is uh, in July and uh, this retreat is part of that as well mm-hmm. as you know. And um, the plan is that we'll be doing um, the online retreat will go live in June, end of June and uh, we'll be having a Facebook group where you know women can come and participate in that and I'll be um, Making an offer, and then let's see what happens after that. So we'll have to see how. So it's just that you know, I I think that um, it's more about it's it's a tw- it's there twelve spaces. It's not an like infinite number of yeah women who can join. It's there twelve spaces. So uh, like I said, you know, it's it's like um, it's about the readiness. Like those who feel they're ready, who. Um, ready to trust especially put trust and also um and i've noticed that like i myself tend to attract uh, women who are in this um Peace. yeah who are in, like you know it's someone like you also you know, like who are um stepping into who are not afraid of their power basically they're not afraid of either the feminine or the masculine yeah? Yeah. they are able to call it out and they're not afraid of the power and they are aware of that and I wanted to just conclude with this um, with my free gift which is what is feminine sovereignty what is a divine feminine so these terms are uh, you know uh, Savita one of the things is that a a lot of it is used in and I myself studied with these uh, Americans and I had uh, Europeans in circle and all but I'm trying to bring it to India I'm trying to bring this movement to India I want Indian women to know these things Divine. what is the divine feminine it is so, so critical that we embrace these... Um, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, just follow, it ha- it's it's not even Western actually. These are just, uh, it's it's also Eastern. It's just that we need to be um, in, in India. I think we still have a little bit of reservation about talking about all of it. There'll yeah. be a little bit of shame like around the body stuff and all, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm here to bring the conversation uh, up and bring women into the movement. So yeah, so there's this uh, free PDF download about what is Feminine Sovereignty and that's in the link okay.
2: uh, that anyone can download and read about it. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing with me about I mean, I'm literally the first one to know the whole details. So thank you for sharing with me. Um, And I think this is going to be an amazing experience for not just the participants, but for you as well, and I think um, you're on the cusp of something really uh, wonderful so all the best to you, and uh, I hope this is the start of many, many, many such. Uh, groups and many more such programs because I think this is needed at this time in the world so all the best to you Kalika thank you for having me interview you (laughs) all the very best thank you I can't think of a better person to have done this
1: thank (laughs) Thank you so much you You made my day (laughs) see you